0: Hello and welcome to the Black Women Working Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. It's Natalie here and today I'm really excited to be introducing our new segment called What I Wanted to Say Was. Now the idea behind having a new segment like this was to allow as many of our listeners as possible to participate in the podcast, whether that's through sharing an experience, passing on a lesson or words of encouragement to the other listeners. It's really important for us as we try to create a safe space for Black women that we seek to amplify and uplift the voices of as many Black women as we can. Obviously, we're not all a monolith. We have different experiences and we all have something to bring to the table. And so what I wanted to say was, is a short 10 minute segment in which listeners can where listeners can share their stories their experiences things that have happened to them think about things that they'd want to have done differently or things they had would would have wanted to say if they could go back and step back in time into certain experiences or aspects or points of their careers the first segment is recorded by yours truly, and I really hope you enjoy it. And if you, as a listener, would like to record a segment for what I wanted to say was, please email us at blackwomenworkinguk@gmail.com. And I hope you enjoy it. Hi, my name is Natalie, and I currently work as a commercial real estate lawyer. Um, I work for Property. Developers, property investors and banks who all lend, buy, sell, um, rent out and develop property across the UK. Um, And today I want to talk to you about a difficult time early on in my career with a very, very difficult um, manager this person was my manager about six years ago and and the reason I want to speak about this situation is because it's something I've kind of mentioned a few times in the podcast but it's always been kind of glossed over and not really kind of dealt with in terms of like how I felt so um the specific incident I want to speak about is when my manager told me that she thought that I would have four kids by four different men yeah four kids by four different men so This is kind of beyond the realms of, you know, microaggressions and it's kind of like blatantly aggressive. And I remember um, being at a really early stage in my career and not only how that kind of embarrassed me and made me feel small, but also how that kind of just made me just doubt whether I was doing the right thing, whether I belonged in a law firm. And I know we've mentioned it, like I said, a few times before, and we've kind of just been like, you know, disgusted at what was said, but it's taken me, I would say, probably a good seven years to really sit back and process what was said, to understand it, but also to kind of remove it from my memory and perception of self, because I feel like for a long time, it really, really did impact my confidence, but it also impacted what I believed my other colleagues, whether that's managers or people at the same stage as me, my contemporaries, felt about me when they saw me and kind of what assumptions they automatically made about me because I was a black woman. Um, So I think it's just in the realm of talking about what we wish we could have said or done in a specific instance. I think it's important for me to talk about what that experience really meant to me and the impact it had beyond, you know, the kind of standard outrage that we all have when we hear that something like that was said to me another reason i really want to speak about it is because i believe things like that are still said in the workplace and um i just want to give encouragement to anyone else who may experience something like that and just give them the words that they can say in that situation and just help them to realize that it's not something they need to internalize so it's always helpful in these situations just to give um some background. So um, I worked in a team, not to get too technical, that was just dealing with insolvency recoveries. That's where businesses own properties, but they hadn't paid their mortgages and um, the bank was repossessing the properties. So the type of team we worked in, it, it wasn't a team that inspired much, I would say, confidence or excitement because the work you're doing just by nature of that work isn't really great and isn't really nice. And um, it was a Friday evening and we were all as a team kind of working late. So it was coming up to about 6, 7 p.m. And I think sometimes, you know, when you were just having conversations at work, people begin to talk about their private lives to an extent and also talk about their aspirations. And I can't remember why we started talking about the topic of children, but we did. And um, not that I still feel this way now, but I remember saying specifically, you know, I would love to have four boys, bearing in mind I was 26 at the time, and I hadn't spent any real significant time around babies. But on a serious note, that's what I wanted to have at that time, at that stage in my life. And my boss basically in front of everyone retorted, and I bet they'd have four different dads. Now, I remember at the time just being in such shock, um, and she said it in front of kind of people who were my juniors, but also people who were my seniors, and no one really picked it up. And I remember kind of stammering, in a kind of like weak voice like oh but you know what why would you think that because you don't expect to to receive or or to hear such vile things at work especially when the conversation is so kind of jovial and not even jovial but chill and it really really caught me off guard and i remember kind of we were all at a table in our open workspace I'm walking back to my desk and no one saying anything, which is normal in these situations, because nine times out of 10, people don't say something. And just feeling like really humiliated. And I think my skin was really, really hot. And I remember I was so embarrassed that I didn't actually say anything. And I was so angry. And I think the only time I said something, because when there was um an internal investigation in relation to that person and um, someone had mentioned that I had been struggling with that person and I kind of explained what happened and I remember my interviewer you know being in shock and telling me they're so so sorry that happened and what I really really wish I could have done at that time was basically to say you know that's not acceptable What you've just said is rude. You should not be saying that. And why do you think that? Now, it takes a lot of courage to say something like that, especially in front of people. And it takes a lot of, I would say, self-confidence, but also understanding and knowing who you are as an individual and as a person. I think at that time in my career... I just didn't have that, I just didn't hold that weight and I just didn't believe in my abilities and myself. I was literally just qualified. I'd been put into a new team and I was doing a new type of process and procedure that I was also kind of getting to grips with. Now, I knew that my manager hadn't liked me. Um, It wasn't new. I wasn't the only person she had an issue with, but it was very difficult for me to assert myself. And also what happened eventually is just that as the time went on and as I would call it abuse, because I do feel like it is abusive. um, As that continued, I then got more confident and was able to assert myself and to say more. And the only words of encouragement I really want to give to someone is that if someone does come for you like that in the workplace and they do say things which are deeply personal, things which make assumptions about your character or about how you live your life your lifestyle um and you know that's based on the color of your skin you do have the right to call it out and you do have the right to say that you're not happy i mean my fear was always if i said something in that moment you know it would get turned on me someone would say oh you're not taking a joke you're taking a joke too far sorry or you're you know you're taking it too seriously it was all in good fun But I would struggle to see how anyone could argue that something so blatantly racist um, was in good fun. And also something so disgusting, because to be quite frankly, how many different fathers of my children I have is only mine, my children and the fathers of my children's business. So I think it, it punctures two levels because it's not just about race, but also more importantly, it's about assumptions about how I live my life, my personal life and casting judgment on those decisions that i make and that's a really really difficult thing to deal with and it's not easy always to assert yourself in those environments and in those situations and so if you ever in a situation where someone comes for you like that don't feel that you have to take it and don't feel that you can't respond and question it not all questioning needs to be aggressive um sometimes the questioning can just be flatline, like where did you get that from But just saying it with weight, you know, holding weight in your voice, because I feel like me walking off and whimpering about, oh, but why would you think that was because I was hurt, obviously. And if I could go back and do it again, what I really wanted to say was where did you get that from and why do you think that's acceptable? But we live and we learn. And I know that if someone is to say something like that to me now or alternatively to say it to someone else around me, I know exactly what I'm going to say and exactly how I'm going to respond. But also, if you have had a situation where someone has said something that has made you feel uncomfortable and you haven't felt like you can say something about it, that's fine. It's a learning process. Even in this episode, I've been really honest about the fact that there was so much more I wanted to say, but I was really hurt because words do hurt. And regardless of where the words come from, sometimes the fact that something so deep has been said it takes a long time to process it. I mean, it took me years to get over it. I can talk about it freely now, but there was a long time where even going into new jobs, being in a new environment and in new teams, those words and that, you know, bad joke or whatever it was meant to be still linger on. And it makes me think, Rad, does everyone, you know, think that about me when they see me? Is me being a problem? Am I even meant to be here? So if you've had a situation where someone's come for you like that and you haven't had the words to say in that moment, it's okay. You can learn for next time and you can do it right next time. But more importantly, if you still want to do something about it now, there is time. I might not have been able to say something or take it further at that time, but I was luckily given an opportunity and my grievances were heard. And if you feel like what's been said needs to be dealt with, you need to get an apology or that person needs to be humbled. Take time, process it, but just believe in yourself and back yourself because... We shouldn't be normalising being spoken to or treated in that way. And it's not acceptable. I know it's hard to, you know, to be worried about putting yourself on the line. But once you're in a position where you have the confidence and you believe that you can back yourself, you should definitely say something. And just know it's OK if in that moment you didn't know what to do or, or didn't know what to say, because now you know. And next time you can make sure that no one ever does that to you ever again. So yeah, I hope this is helpful and I hope this encourages anyone who's struggling with a difficult boss, who's struggling with microaggressions or blatant aggression, um, that eventually you will find a way and you will have that confidence to assert yourself and to take up space. But just be patient with yourself and understand that you are a work in progress and you don't have to have all the answers or the quick retorts immediately.